Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to the Stark Wars podcast with Tommy and Michael. Uh, Tommy, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, just like Vision is a robot, today I am upgraded. I got a new microphone, so hopefully I sound. You know, I don't think anyone thought I sounded bad, but for me, I want to always upgrade, always be better, uh, be the best version of of Tommy that I can be. So excited to talk today about this episode. I mean, things are picking up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think for me, this uh, we had a bit of a drop off in some of the humor. I didn't find myself laughing as much, but we had a huge uptick in the intrigue and mystery. I feel like we got some uh, questions answered a little bit, or at least more questions out in the open for us to answer. So, uh, yeah. Um, but th- this was an awesome episode. Um, I think that there was there's a lot to talk about uh, as far as the actual Marvel Universe. Uh, I, I think this was the first time we broke away from the typical structure. I think we saw outside of this sitcom world that Wanda is living in. Um, and, and first thing we see, which really grasped me, was so uh, we're jumping around here. We're going to talk about the highlights up top, but and we'll go through it one by one. But one thing that really kind of blew my mind and changed my entire sp- perspective on the show is Westview is a real place. Uh, uh, Geraldine, AKA Monica was thrown outside of Wanda's world into actual Westview. And she is surrounded by, uh, I I'm going to say they're Hydra members, but uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about our theories a little bit later. Um, and that's another thing we're doing today. We're, we're going to try to separate the show a little bit more in the past in the past, in the last two episodes, <laughs> we have we've kind of thrown in uh, talks about the comic books, what we think is going to happen. But we want to break it up a little bit more. We want to just kind of recap the episode, and then we'll hop into more like theories. And, and big reason I want to do that this week is Tommy. I think I cracked the code. I think I know what's going on, and I'm sure you'll shoot me down later. But that's going to be fun to talk about. See, it's funny because I think I cracked the code, and I I went to you earlier, and you were like, "No, no, no. This is I have a different code. I have a whole different chest, treasure chest with a whole different lock." And I'm like, "Oh no!" So we'll see what's going to go on. I you just saying Hydra. Uh, has my ears perked because I'm intrigued by that. Um, and we had our commercial this week, which is exciting going with with that. Yeah, I mean, Westview is a place. It's it's We're being led, to, you know, we'll get into it, but we're being led to believe that Wanda has taken over Westview. And uh, we don't know how people are feeling about that, but uh, we'll get into that. That was fun. Definitely more breaking. And, and what you say, 
I like what the show does technically, right? With you know, when we did break break into the the real world, the the screens get into we get into our normal viewing uh, 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 view, like wide view, you know, all that jazz. Then like there are certain points where, and we'll, I'll, I'll point it out when we get to it in the breakdown. But the laugh track went laugh track went away at certain parts. When it felt like we were getting out of this sitcominess, the laugh track went away. And I love that they're like really focused in on these little details. Um, this show is very clever about how they're doing every single thing. Nothing here is done on on accident. And I think that's very important and, and makes me enjoy the journey a lot more. Yeah, that's one thing in this past week, because um, we talked about so many little Easter eggs and, and you didn't even you didn't even say all of your Easter eggs that you saw, you know, we, we packed so much into those first two episodes, but what blew my mind is throughout the week on Twitter. And I checked out a little bit of Reddit. There is so much in the show. Nothing happens by accident. Everything means something. And on, and quite frankly, there has never been a TV show or a movie that has had this much packed into it. Literally every single detail from the paintings on the walls to the way people act when things happen Nothing is a coincidence. So uh, this show is incredible in that way. And I think what helps the show is like, I potentially this will have a second season. I don't think they care about that. This is a one and done. I think it's like a, almost like a mini series, just almost as a bridge to lead into uh, uh, the next movies. You know, there's talk that this is going to lead it, you know, basically confirm that this is going to lead into Dr. Strange. And I kind of like that because they're going, you know, full speed ahead. They're not, trying to keep things for the second season or the third. They're like, listen, we're just going to do it all here. It's the third episode. And I honestly was surprised that we're starting to already break down the walls of the world we've been introduced to. And I think that's fascinating. I think it's so cool. Right. And my, my thought was we would probably get nine episodes of sitcoms and then we would have a final episode that's more connected to the outside world. Um, but yeah, like you said, we're getting that right off right off the top here. First three, first half of the season. So uh, there's really no telling where this is all going to go. Yep. I, uh, one true. thing that that I've found interesting because again, they've kind of sold this as a standalone series. Um, they haven't really talked about a season two, but and that's one thing. Even titling the episodes of our podcast uh, because I was I was curious when we first did the title. I was like, okay, should I put season one, episode one, or should I just put episode one? Because what, where like will we get more of this? But one thing that rang a bell for me is they are clarifying on Disney Plus that this is season one, which, in my opinion, that kind of tells me that that there will be more seasons. But. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that will be even possible at the end of this. So, um, Tommy, if you're ready, we can just we can jump right into the episode and and start breaking down some of these scenes. Let's do it. Uh, so, yeah, we we jump right in. Uh, and like we saw last time, you know, the color is here. We're here. Technicolor, baby. And uh, it's very Brady Bunch. Ass. Is there any other shows you kind of got a feel from this intro? We get another fun intro and. Uh, yeah, very Brady-ish. Yeah, I, and I've said it before, not a huge sitcom expert. Um, Brady Bunch is like the most well-known uh, sitcom from this era that I'm aware of. So yeah, that's exactly what I thought of, down to the set and the clothing. And yeah, it seemed like there were a lot of Brady Bunch uh, Easter eggs in there, frankly. Yeah, 
fun intro uh you know played with the now that they have colors you see lots of green on vision which like fits his vibe like a lot of his costume in the comics green you know with uh scarlet witch wanda very red scarlet uh, and she is pregnant, and they're getting ready for this pregnancy. And that's kind of what the episode's all about is, I mean, not just getting ready for it. They, they literally have the baby. Uh, two babies, which we didn't even talk about in our highlights. They're twins. Uh, so, yeah, we do the Brady Bunch intro, and it kind of leads to there is a doctor uh, checking up on them. And uh, I thought the doctor was interesting. Fun fact, his name was Dr. Stan uh, Nielsen, which is like the Nielsen rating TVs, and then Dr. Stan Stan Lee. So I thought that was a fun little nod to do the, those two little things. Yeah, once again, nothing in the show happens on accident. Everything means something. And then that's even in the intro here. Like, um, I, I tried because I look, Tommy, you've made me feel self conscious. You are so smart about Marvel. So I'm doing my best to keep up. And I, I watched the episode twice. The first time I just watched it straight through. The second time, I was taking notes and I was pausing the frames and I was trying to figure out all the little details. And if I saw something that I thought might be important, I Googled it. And in the intro, there's a store called Wentworth. Um, and I don't know if that means anything to you, but I did do some Googling and I don't even know if I, and that's the other thing. I don't know if I should talk about this right now because um, is this actually foreshadowing something that'll happen or is this like just a little wink to the Marvel fans? But it seems like uh, there is somebody with the last name Wentworth that is important to Marvel. Does that mean anything to you? Um, probably if I it refresh my memory. Uh, I did write down Wentworth because I saw the store as well, but then I slacked on uh, actually Googling it myself. But uh, let me look this up. So I yeah. believe Wentworth yeah. is... Uh, superior and i might not be pronouncing that correctly um and there may be no connection there at all but again this is this is what the show has drove me to this is just an example of what i went through i went down so many rabbit holes and there were i had pages of notes and i was like and i was starting to connect things that was happening in the backgrounds and then i realized oh none of this actually matters this isn't anything special <laughs> so and that's uh, the thing is like they're superior yeah is definitely like it's not there unintentionally, but is it just there just to give the nod or is it going to be important? There was something in episode two that I noticed afterwards where like they reference another like important villain in Wanda and Vision is is the Grim Reaper, who's like a villain and, and very correlated to Vision's story. And, you know, I can talk about this more in the comic book section, but it's like it is that just a reference just for the reference or is that like, hey. Later on, this is going to be important in the series, but we're telling you now. And that's, I think, going to be a question for us going on is like, what's just a nod and what's actual foreshadowing? Right. Yeah. And, and, and to go back, to, I, I kind of knocked us off the rails there. And I'll probably do that a lot because, again, I have turned into a psycho when it comes to the show. Um, but yeah, back to the doctor. Again, we get we get sexist doctor. Um, he's talking about how uh, comparing babies to fruit is easier for women to understand. Uh, I'm over this. Let's move on. Let's 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 get through this. Let's go through the normal times again. Um, it's just a reminder that these times were no fun, and women can understand more than fruit. Yep. And I feel like that was a classic 
classic old sitcom thing, which I like. I do appreciate they do show show that stuff, but yeah, let's get rid of the sexist doctor. His sex talk was also like, yeah, I mean, they know how babies are made. Like they're having a baby doctor. Like you, you are, you have a doctorate. You should know that. I didn't need that laugh. It was, I did chuckle. I will say, but <laughs> it was a cheap chuckle. Okay, and so we, uh, they end up. They, the doctor ends up leaving. One thing I want to point out here again that's going to make me seem like a madman, and maybe this belongs in the spoiler section. I'm not sure. Um, but again, we kind of talked about it before, so I'm going to say uh, you guys are already aware that uh, 2800 is an important number in the Marvel Universe. That That is shown way more prominently this episode. Um, so again, that's one of those things. It's like, I don't know if this, this is definitely not really a nod to me anymore. This is becoming more foreshadowing. If it's that front and center in the episode, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's what I meant. I think I mentioned this either in the, the preview or the, I, I think it was in episode one. Uh, but I I believe it's a nod to what Earth they're on uh, in, in the in the comic book universe. There's, in what we're getting into in the cinematic universe is the multiverse. And there's different Earths. And uh, one of the Earths that is talked about is the cinematic wor- world, which is what people believe it might be 2800. So that's the thought is this is confirming that 2800 is, is what earth they're on. Um, and that's, that's how I'm taking it. I haven't seen anything else that points me in any other direction, but yeah, definitely not just a nod. I think that's like confirming it for me. Gotcha. And, and that's the other thing. So I, I guess I, <laughs> my Marvel knowledge is coming up short. And the fact that uh, 2800, I didn't realize that wasn't the same earth. I figured it was probably, hinting at a different earth but again what do i know um that's why we're here we build each other up you know you you put in the pieces and then i come in and i could be completely wrong we don't know yeah uh maybe i'm maybe you know maybe we'll find out that i have just been making like wanda i have been making up my own reality none of this is from the comics and little do you know i've been tricking you this whole time (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, tommy's world We're, I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start throwing out theories that he doesn't like, and he's gonna say no. It's gonna rewind, and then the podcast will be better for it. So, exactly, yeah. The, go ahead. the whole like um getting into the whole I thought like the main meat of of the doctor's conversation was how quickly her pregnancy is happening, right? Um, it's like there he's like, oh, you're like four months along, and she and you know, Vision's basically like uh, hypothetically, <laughs> what if it's only been twelve hours? <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, time is not moving normally. Um, and the other thing is, I don't think that it's necessarily alarming to anyone else that time is not moving normally. So, yeah, very odd situation going on there. I don't know. I, you know, I've never had children. You uh, do have children. My the the closest thing I can think of to this for me is like my brother. You know, to get into my my history a little bit, and I don't think this is. A, a, a secret he's hiding, but my brother had a kid after finding out about it two weeks before the baby was due. And that was such a shock. I couldn't imagine finding out you're pregnant and then having a kid like maybe 18 hours later. I think that would be terrifying. And they all seem cool with it. Like vision's like, yeah, we got this. There's no worries. We're going to do this fine. Yeah. And and I, I will never forget because I am a father of twins and that was something that my wife and I never expected to happen. We didn't realize that was a gene in our family. So, um, again, 
understanding the shock of just having twins and having nine months to prepare for it, let alone uh, finding out you have twins at the birth. I couldn't imagine that sounds insanity. So yeah, my brothers were twins. So this is a twin friendly podcast right here. Yeah. I love that. Love the twins. Um, Billy and Tommy, all uh, Mallory and Mikey, all the twins. We love twins here. Big, big twin fans. Uh, But yeah, then we, the doctor uh, goes to leave. He does mention, and again, this is my, maybe me just jumping down rabbit holes. He mentions Bermuda. And I think that's, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to Bermuda. Now, Bermuda, I think Bermuda Triangle, right? And we're in this, like, it's a place that you can't escape, right? Bermuda Triangle is a place that is known, like, you go there and it's like people just disappear. And I think that's, I don't think it's a coincidence that he mentions that they're going to Bermuda as we find out this seems like a place people can't escape. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, yeah, totally. That uh, Again, no accidents in the show. Everything means something and that that, I, that it cannot be ignored. So um, the, the next weird thing we see um, when we're leaving the, the house is we see our, our neighbor, uh, Herb. Is that his name? Herb, yeah, I, I like Herb. I think he's one of my favorite yeah. neighbors. Oh, he's awesome. He's awesome. But he was a little weird in this moment when he weird. was he was cutting the wall. Um, again, this kind of seems to me like when you're playing a video game and the characters around you are glitching out a little bit and they're not doing things that they're supposed to be doing. Um, so yeah, that that this scene tells me a little bit gives me a little bit more simulation vibes. Um, what did you think about Herb cutting into the stone wall? You know, he was pretty confident about it. And that was what's weird is like, how much are they aware and how much are they, is it, are they like being programmed or, or whatever? Cause it's like, there's parts where I'm like, oh, it seems like, you know, going on, there's parts that I'm like, yeah, they got it. And then other parts I'm like, Herb, you're cutting a wall and you're real casual about this. Also, like, I loved the backdrops in this, how clear it was that there was like a clear backdrop behind them. I thought that was so funny because again, it's like classic TV and uh, it just made me laugh every time we went over to him. I'm like, you're clearly just standing in front of a black backdrop. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- this show absolutely nails uh, the the entire sitcom experience. Going to the next scene, I believe we kind of have uh, Wanda's nesting experience, which, again, as a father and a husband to a a woman that had children, I very much... Nesting is a real thing. Uh, uh, Mothers love to prepare their homes for the babies to come. So I've experienced this firsthand, and this seemed like a very real thing in the show. Um, Did you pull anything out of this scene of them preparing the baby's bedroom? I would like to, this is like my big, uh, uh, the hill I will die on. There is a new vision that I would like to introduce with my scaredy vision, drunk vision. We now have dad joke vision. And and I kind of like dad joke vision. I was vibing with his puns. I thought the humor that was there was really visions really put the humor on his back and his dad jokes were hitting for me. Yeah. Uh, obviously dad here. We, we support twins and we support dad jokes. So if you're not here for that, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. We love dad jokes. There's not much we don't support. I would say we don't support cutting walls. That's probably <laughs> on the, the not support side. We don't support Herb cutting a wall. We support Herb. We don't support cutting walls. Yeah. And we don't support sexist doctors either. <laughs> yes. We don't support <laughs> sexist doctors. But yeah, I noticed that I did like um, Wanda's powers 
are something that I think is interesting to discuss because we've discussed it uh, from the beginning. We've always said her powers are weird and they haven't been fully uh, said what they are. And also we haven't seen the full extent of her powers. You know, in the comics it is, she's one of, if not the most powerful mutant uh, in the Marvel universe. And we're starting to see that. And they're, I think they're using the, the children as, as a way to show that we've already seen parts of it, but like, yeah, we see these butterflies. They have a nice little butterfly. Uh, what are they called? Like, uh, you know what you put over a crib. It's like a, a dangly do, I believe. <laughs> yep, <those laughs> I, have dang- no, I have no idea. <laughs> those dangly do's and uh, the butterflies come to life and they, they go flying off. And I, uh, I want to talk yeah. about the butterflies here for a second. Cause again, and, and you know what? I, I will say, I'm just going to foreshadow our spoiler section. I won't talk about it here, but, and I don't know if this hit for you, but I did some Googling and I I think the butterflies are really important. Do they mean anything to you? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, hey, I think I'm going to school you later. So look you forward to that. You have me now. <laughs> look forward should- to that. I guess we're like we're we're like testing each other. It's like before I was never questioned, and now I have now I really have to come with my top game, yeah. um, so that I too am. Ah, I see where you're. Yes, it is something I didn't think about. Uh, it has to do with one of the comics I have mentioned before. Um, yes. So yes, I do know uh, where you're heading, but now I need to be on my top game. Each time we will make each other. Uh, well, here's the other thing that I, I think that there, it's very valid to just say that butterflies kind of uh, they probably uh, they probably more represent just life itself and the fact that we are bringing life into this world and and there you have this this butterfly dangly do that has no life and it is nothing and Wanda creates life from it and I think that that could also uh, comic book references aside that that is something that could very well foreshadow um, the children that we're about to have. And that's a question I want to answer in this at some point is can she bring life? And that's I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah, we definitely we got the butterflies. I agree with you. I think it's definitely like symbolism. I think it is a nod to the comics as well. I think everything's a nod to the comics at this point. I should just at this point, whenever you ask me, I should just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we also get the conversation of names. And I wanna I wanna stop down on this. So <laughs> at one point I, we had a discussion about the twins either on or off here. It's hard to know, you know, when we talk, but we were talking about her having twins in, in the comics. And uh, in this episode, it is confirmed. She does have twins and they talk about names. And I was like, yeah, yeah, the one's Billy. And like, I think like I knew their comic book names, which is like speed and wicked. And I'm like, yeah, it's Billy and some other name, but I know Billy for sure. Well, me, <laughs> I don't know why, but the other name is Tommy. And I should have got this from the beginning and I did not. And I felt like a, like a, a jabroni watching this episode and hearing the name Tommy. Yeah. The classic all American name, Tommy. How could, how could you possibly forget? Uh, I, I love it. We, we got, we got a Tommy here. We got a Tommy there. Uh, I love the name. So happy, happy to meet Tommy here. Yes, and we will, in the question part, we will talk about, is Tommy a classic name? I believe that was a question from someone uh, on the Twitter. But, uh, you know, my stance right now, and we can discuss more, I think it's a classic name. Is it the only, is it the most classic American name? Hey, who am I, who am I to say? But uh, 
from a Tommy to another Tommy, uh, I approve. I think Tommy is my favorite twin. We are a Tommy Pro podcast as well. Yes. And also, um, we get the other Billy, which Vision talks about how that would be a reference to William Shakespeare and how all the world's a stage. And this and some other things that happen in the episode uh, really connect that line to be all the world is a stage, um, which really. Um, this is giving, I'll, I'll be straight up here. This is giving me Truman Show vibes. Um, is this all a performance for Wanda? Um, again, I don't want to jump ahead too far, um, but it seems that some of the characters might be more aware of what's going on and they don't want to alert Vision and Wanda to what it is. So I, it very well could be an actual literal performance for them. And I think this is also a, a, a stance on Vision. Is Vision... Does Vision have any control in this world or is he just a character in this world? And I think that's something that we will talk about too because it seems like he has self-awareness. You know, even in the first episode, he's questioning his work. He's questioning what they do. He's he sh- If he's just a character, he shouldn't be able to question these things. And yet he is. But we see Wanda having the majority of the control. So who's the show is Wanda Vision. It is both of their shows, but it doesn't feel like it all the time. Yeah, no, and that that's uh, so much intrigue going on here. I can't wait to figure out what the heck's going on because uh, every single episode, yeah, again, we might have an answer here and there, but it just opens up about 20 more questions. So um, that's pretty awesome. And yeah, so going in, we have them doing their little nesting and then we get into the kitchen and this is where the powers are out of control. These babies are just like, Hey, pay attention to us. We're here. Uh, and we want some attention and there's chaos everywhere. Uh, what I think was fun. There is a, a fun nod to, I believe the first Wanda and vision comic where they, you see them do like this weird pose after like all the chaos and they do this like weird, like, like Wanda, like has her hands up and, and that's classic pose from the comic cover, which I thought was a fun nod uh, uh, to that. Yeah. I never would have picked that up. Um, Yeah. I do find it um, because this is, this is the moment where, um, well, first of all, I want to talk about, we did some breathing exercises and again, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, sitcom expert, but it, I do remember there was an episode in Full House where they dissected breathing exercises pretty deeply. Um, so I, I'm sure that's a trope across many different um, sitcoms. So I did like seeing some breathing exercises here. There's always comedy to come from breathing exercises. So that was awesome. But but yeah, we go into um, what's happening here. The The house is shaking, right? Yeah, there's a picture frame going all over. I think it, it, it ends with like the power going out. And but tons of stuff going on, uh, and we see more powers throughout, but yeah, chaos going on. And I do too love the breathing exercise. I love that it's like that's what pregnancy amounts to. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're pregnant, but like if you just breathe, that's all you need to do. And I'm like, again, never had a child, uh, uh, but I feel you know, it's probably more than just breathing exercises, maybe. Yeah, look, I, I think I'm just. Well, I think we're both just uh, ignorant men here talking about what it's like to be pregnant. But with that being said, um, I-, I like to think that I understand that there's a lot more that goes into that. And, and uh, breathing is not the solution to everything. 
uh, please write in and let us know if we're wrong. We've never had children, but um, I would like to think that maybe breathing exercises is, is probably more to help people calm down more than anything. Yeah, um, I always wonder if it's like a little condescending to just be like, just breathe, it's fine. Like, all right, like you don't know what, you know, it, but I, uh, I don't know if that's going to be my only solution uh, that I would be giving out to, to Wanda here. But yeah, the power goes out and we flip to, you know, I don't even remember which, uh, which neighbor this is Dottie and Phil Dottie and Phil they see, oh, I didn't even put together that was Dottie the romance relationship yes. uh, but their power goes out and what I think is fun and something that I didn't notice on my first watch is two things one there was a lot of references to two there are a lot of references to tw- not necessarily twins but a lot of references to two throughout the episode which I think is fun that it's hinting towards the twins He's holding a newspaper. This newspaper says something about, it's like two, it's like a fire. There's two fire hydrants, whatever. He folds it at one place. It says two fire hydra. Yes. Yes. I I was, I was excited to school you on this one because I caught it too. Um, And I've saw other people pointed out too. And they're like, oh, two fire hydrants added on main street. Like that's referencing the kids that are coming. But I'm like, you're not even mentioning the fact that it's folded in a way that you only see hydra. And again, uh, I have some theories about Hydra coming up. So, and, and this is what we'll put a pin in this. Uh, this is one of the things that is leading me to think that there's going to be a lot of Hydra involvement going on. Look, I took the punch out of you for what I got. I got there first. <laughs> baby uh, and so, yeah, we have that. And that leads us to Wanda talking about, Oh no, are the neighbors. And this is like the reference of what you said. Like no one seems to be questioning anything. And they're like, in the first episode, they were being really good about hiding their powers. And now it's just like all out. And Wanda's like, oh, no, are the neighbors going to find out? Like, is everyone going to find out? And Vision at this point, he's seen Herb cutting into the wall. Uh, he's been questioning the neighbors for a little bit. He's been questioning everything. It all seems peculiar to him. And he's pretty, if this is among us, he is sus of what is going on here. He's pretty sure there's an imposter in around here yeah and i like uh uh of course we have vision here again uh she doesn't like what's going on so she's going to change it and i don't i'm not an expert in the history of film editing but i found it interesting that uh and the first time that she rewound it was more of a traditional rewind um, where we see everything go back into place but this time it just cuts back to uh vision and showing him uh, not being as suspicious the second time. So I, I don't think that's necessarily included in anything. I, I think that's, again, another subtle detail of how things evolve as far as editing goes and the different decades that we're exploring. Yeah, I loved that. I loved the, the it was a quick cut. I was like, I actually had to rewind it because I saw it and I was like, wait, did I just like blink? And then I'm like, no, no, no. Like that was a clear rewind. I'm like, that's pretty good. Yes, and, and we have a comment here from Wanda uh, talking about the babies, if they're going to be humans or uh, or human or synthesoid, which um, probably jumping ahead a little bit here. I'm I, or I'll just say at this point right now is we're expecting the baby. I'm really hoping for a synthesoid. I don't want to see a baby human. I want to see a literal baby vision. I want him to be red. Um, so yeah, we'll Do talk you- about that. Would you rather be humanoid or synthetoid? Ten synthetoid. I think I would much rather be a synthesoid because, um, I mean, I mean, I guess Vision's dead now, but he he was basically immortal. I mean, he could have lived forever if anybody didn't come after him. So, 
Yes, but we do know his weakness is gum. All yeah, I would have to do, Michael, is just throw gum down your throat, and then the podcast would be called Tommy Wars. That's that's <laughs> what would happen here. So I hear you, but you know, you put gum inside a human, they're just enjoying life. You put gum inside of a of a of vision. Look, not- I don't know about you, but I was raised uh, in kindergarten. They taught us this in school. You never swallow bubble gum because it takes seven years to digest. So I'm going to go ahead and take that as fact, and we will never be swallowing bubble gum on this podcast. We are an anti-swallowing bubble gum podcast. <laughs> yes. So uh, the next thing that happens here that's a little weird, once again, we have the house kind of shaking and the losing the power, but we also, it starts raining and doors um again some weird stuff is going on in this house i have uh we're putting another pin into this uh right now i've got my cork board there's red yarn strung across it with different pictures and newspaper articles and i have pins everywhere and it's all coming together to my theory later but this is one we're going to put a pin in the rain because i've got stuff to say about that later do we i may have my order messed up was the commercial before the rain um I have no idea, but we can talk about the commercial now. Yeah, the commercial is around this point. So, again, we just had Hydra mentioned with the newspaper. Well, we get into this commercial, and it's a, it's a lovely commercial about how stressful life is. And there's, I think this commercial is one of the – I think the first two were, like, setting up, like, you know, Stark, her past with Stark, her past with Strucker. This, to me, there is importance in the phrasing of things, too. It said, escape your wor- escape to a world – all alone and specifically it was a little bath and uh it was called hydra soak so again we we mentioned hydra and also find the goddess within i think it was also a phrase that was used and i think i want to talk about both those escape to the world all alone and find the goddess within yeah i'm I'm, to be honest with you besides the hydra reference here this this one didn't mean a whole lot to me um uh I have some theories as far as how all these advertisements are similar and what they could possibly mean in relation to Wanda's world. But yeah, as far as this actual commercial, there wasn't a whole lot for me to, uh, I guess, figure out here. To me, the, the I guess for the escape the world, again, it's just pushing. We have it with Bermuda. We have it with this. And there's another part. It's really pushing this escape, this feeling of trapment. And I think it's, it's two-tone, right? It's like, for the neighbors, I think they're trying to escape. I also think Wanda is trying to escape her pain. And this, you know, this world is her escape. Um, so that was just, I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And then finally got us within. I saw something where it's like, you know, it could be speaking about Wanda, right? She's finally finding her powers are now at its full, potentially full extent. Um, also, I mean, if we're talking about goddesses, this year, or not this year, it's, it's at some they're making a movie with a goddess, uh, Lady Thor. Is a, you know, I don't know, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Jane Foster is going to become Thor, going to become Lady Thor. So, I, I don't know if that's a you know, calling there, but that is where my mind might go to. Yeah, I know that, and that probably is if I had to find a connection. Was, um, yeah, we do have kind of more of this mythological greek type setting in the bath area so uh and and of course uh the closest comparison we can draw to that is thor's world of asgard so um yeah that'll be interesting to see if we get any more thor connections here 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's all I got with the bathtub. Speaking of water, back to your rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, again, that this is just... I, I hate to be such a tease, but we are because I like honestly, at this point, I am confident about what's going on in the show, and it's gonna be hilarious when I'm wrong. But for right now in this moment, I know what's going on. I'm just gonna say that. Um, so I, I'm not gonna say too much about the rain right now. It's definitely weird. Um, we got another weird moment coming up. So we get the house shaking, we get rain. Um, later, Wanda is is wearing a coat and the coat starts transforming into other coats. All of this stuff is happening without much commentary or much explanation at all. Um, it almost just seems like she is in a snow globe and it's being shaken up and weird things are happening. Yep, exactly. And at this point we do uh, get a sighting of Geraldine shows up. She needs a bucket because of all this rain. Yeah. Um, okay. I, uh, Sydney, my beloved wife, turn this off now um, because I'm just going to say I have a huge crush on Geraldine in this episode. I think she's stunning, um, and I'm very excited to see more from her. Yep, loved I, I it at the top. Loved it. I loved. I loved her whole style. I loved. I, she was just. A, I want. It's, it, you know, we've already said she got flung, but I want her to come back because I did love her in this sitcom setting. Like she was just a fun character talking about her temp job. Like I'm like. I'm like when she was like, I got a full time. I was like, yes, Geraldine, you did it. Like, we're so proud of you. Um, but yeah, she gets this, she she sits down, she's talking to Wanda, and I love, you know, fruit was talked about a lot, but I did love that they use that sitcom trope of of blocking the pregnancy using you know in sitcoms a lot of times if the, if a character isn't pregnant yet in the comic or in the in the TV show, but the actress gets pregnant in real life they're like use pillows or use things so that they can still have the actress in the show but covering up the pregnancy and i thought this was like a fun bit with that of like she's covering it with the fish she's covering it with the pillows and stuff so that geraldine doesn't figure out that wanda is pregnant because they are keeping it a secret uh even though i will say in the intro vision is reading a pregnancy book out in the open at the library. So you're trying to keep it a secret, but you're casually reading a pregnancy book vision. Yeah. Not a good look vision. Uh, your undercover skills are not doing well here. Um, yeah, I did notice a lot. I mean, just fruit everywhere. Um, throughout, through, I mean, through this entire show from the pineapple, we, we get a resurgence of the pineapple in this episode. I don't think again, nothing happens by accident. Fruit, uh, fruit of the womb. We have children coming. So, uh, yeah, uh, not an accident. Lots of fruit, and it's all foreshadowing what's to come. It's foreshadowing my theory. Oh, all right, let's do this. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, um, the weirdest part about this Geraldine scene is obviously the stork that comes in. Um, and actually, on the stork topic, we've decided we are changing our name to Stork Wars. Isn't that correct? Yep, yep. What if each time we just change it to whatever happens? If something is it starts with ST, it's now the name of the podcast. So Stork yeah. Wars, uh, Store Wars, uh, that might be it. Stand yeah. Wars, I guess. That doesn't really happen. <laughs> it's not Stand Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so we get this, we get the stork, and again, Wanda is trying to change her world. She thinks, um, I mean, obviously the stork is symbolizing the babies to come, and uh, Geraldine is not yet aware of this, so she's trying to get the stork out of the house, and she's incapable of doing that, which is very weird. We've seen her successfully alter a lot of things in this world, but there's a stork infiltrating this reality, and it will not go away. 
And we talked about like the humor being less. This was one. I I think there was humor. This this was pretty funny to me. Like specifically like the the fish. So so Geraldine was wearing fish on uh, on her clothing. There were like little fishes, and the the stork goes for the fishes and starts to grab at it. I thought that was pretty funny. That made me laugh a little bit. So yeah, and, and just uh, Wanda's face throughout this scene where she's trying to listen to Geraldine's story, but at the same time she is freaked out by the stork. And she is both acting interested and confused at the same time. And I, I know in the past, I, I kind of gave I gave Paul Bettany the star of approval in the first two episodes. I think he killed it um, in, in a comedic way. And now uh, I, I'll give Wanda Elizabeth Olsen my star of approval for this episode because she absolutely killed it um, from there's very dramatic scenes in this episode that she absolutely crushed and very funny moments where she was cracking me up. So uh, we're even it out here. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, she is incredible. So they both have little stars on the fridge. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is happening, and uh, there's a fun moment where the stork goes and and conveniently uh, positions itself right in front of the stork painting that they painted in the nursery. And the house is starting to go crazy. Well, that's because the baby is coming already. Vision is out. And the baby is coming. And Geraldine does not seem phased at this or the powers or anything. She's cool with all of this. Yep. Which uh, we're coming up. We're coming up on some interesting Geraldine stuff. And I, she seems, she doesn't seem too freaked out by this kind of stuff. She, and I don't think that's on accident. Um, so, but so yeah, we, at this point we get vision who wants to go find the doctor before he goes off on his trip to Bermuda um, one thing I picked up on here and maybe it means nothing, but I'm going to throw it to our Marvel expert and put you on the spot. Um, now the doctor's house is 3,200. Does that mean anything to you? You keep calling me out. I <laughs> know. <laughs> here he goes. We're, we're going, we're going to Google. We're going to Google. <laughs> you know, there's certain points where I was just like, uh, it's, it's hard. Cause if you stop down to everything then there's nothing no. no i don't see anything just on a quick google search there's other earths that are popping out um yeah i'm not seeing anything on that but it is interesting like like anytime you see anything you want to write down but i did find with the doctor what was fun was um again he can't escape he's planning on going to bermuda his tri his triangle <laughs> his car is breaking down it's broken down and it is not working Yep, very, very convenient for this particular moment. Um, I don't know if Wanda might be responsible for this or maybe somebody else is responsible for this, but he had to stay in the area, So, uh, and it happened. And nothing is a coincidence in the show, so you never know. Yep, and then they go on a little ride. Uh, Vision picks him up, gives him a little piggyback ride. Would you like a piggyback ride? I feel like at a certain point, like as kids, we're like, cool. You know, it sounds good on paper, but honestly, I'd be kind of terrified to get on Vision's back, especially going at fast speeds. Not just walking, but going at fast speeds would be very scary. I mean, yeah, in general, piggyback rides, I think I'm kind of out on them, let alone somebody that is much faster than me. I, I feel like for a piggyback ride to work now, like the person would have to be like three times larger than me. Um, I give my children piggyback rides all the time and it works great because they're very small and I can I can afford that on my back. But yeah, um, I'm not interested in piggyback rides at all at this point. So I'm out on yeah. piggyback rides. 
My uh, my cat pasta is also out on piggyback rides. They sometimes put her there, but she kind of her claws go in. So I don't. I hope your kids don't do that when you give them piggyback rides. Oh, it's uh, every activity is painful with the kids. So yeah, but yeah, they go like. And again, this is the doctor's not really questioning. Like he kind of seems phased later on when they get to the house, but he's not really questioning the fact that Vision. Like at this point, it should be out that Vision and Wanda are. Like if this truly is a town and if this truly is like reality, they should be questioning all this. Right. Uh, and they're not. And at this point he's, he's now traveling back to the house and we have Wanda and Geraldine. Geraldine is helping Wanda with this pregnancy. You know, Wanda doesn't think she can do it. Geraldine's like, yeah, you can. And Wanda's like, yeah, you're right. I guess like, I don't know. She's still questioning it, but uh, we do have a little baby. And at this time, vision arrives with the doctor yeah yeah so and what i find uh, first of all geraldine she is kind of the hero of this episode in that way she helps deliver the baby um which again uh hero will put some emphasis on that um there's no accident that geraldine is awesome and she's able to help wanda in this moment um also i noticed that um so so we get the first baby and vision immediately calls the baby billy and says this is billy and Wanda's like, oh, like, um, okay, this is, we're just, that's Billy now. We didn't really kind of come to the conclusion on that, but you're saying it's Billy. Um, but in that moment, when she realizes that the baby's going to be named Billy, it's almost as if she was like, nah, I want Tommy too. Let's manifest Tommy. And then the second baby comes. Was it, was it, I thought Tommy, I thought it was a sweet moment where she's like, no, it's Tommy. I thought he, he gave in to her. And then they had a second one with this Billy. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I very Either well, way, we got it's in my notes, but that means nothing. Uh, here's another sidebar about uh, how I view the show. I am so afraid of spoilers that I wake up at 4 a.m. to watch this. I did the same thing with The Mandalorian. It has to be the first thing I do on Friday because uh, if I'm spoiled, it's just going to ruin everything for me. So I have to be there. I don't check my phone. I wake up, I make a pot of coffee, and I watch this while the sun rises. Um, so with that being said, I I oftentimes am still a little groggy, so I very well could have miswrote my notes here. I really I'm I'm not sure. Either way, Tommy and Billy did arrive. They are yes. both there, and and I do want to say too, what's fun is, uh, and we get into this is like Geraldine does. You know, some of the neighbors are are go into how she doesn't belong there. I think it's interesting in the first episode, and even in the second, Agnes is is Wanda's go to girl, right? Girl to go to gal who. Uh, is like her neighbor best friend. We don't see, we have not seen Agnes yet in this episode. Geraldine is now the person that's still being a baby. Potentially, you would have thought it would have been Agnes. And I, um, I think that's interesting how she kind of, you know, again inserted herself into this world. Yep, and we're going to put that on my theory corkboard and come back to that um, because uh, that is very odd. It's very odd that it's Geraldine here in this moment. Um, so at some point we get to, um, I believe we, we get two interesting encounters, one with vision outside and one with uh, Wanda inside. Um, and it seems Geraldine brings up the topic of Ultron after Oh, there's there's a lot of discussion going on here. Um, Wanda mentions her twin brother, and uh, Geraldine interrupts the conversation with, "Didn't Ultron kill him?" And uh, so it, it, that tell that tells me that 
Geraldine is not playing fool with anybody. She has a lot of information coming into this world, and uh, she ha this is her ammo. Uh, so, and but I'll say yes, I do think Geraldine is aware. I think there are points when she's not. I think like in the first episode when she touched, or the first episode she was introduced. I think it was second second episode. Um, she didn't know her name until she touched Wanda's hand, and then she got the name Geraldine. I think these characters are they can go in and out. And it's like, I do believe when, so we, we can talk about the Geraldine Wanda one conversation first and then jump back to the, the vision one. But yeah, they were having this moment and Gerald and, and Wanda is the one that mentions Pietro first and mentions it and, and then starts to sing a nice little Slovakian song lullaby to the babies. It's a nice sweet moment. And yeah, it seems like Geraldine like breaks out and breaks out of like whatever hold and is like, wait, like he was he was killed by 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 Vision by Ultron, and uh, yeah, Wanda is not having this at all. <laughs> yep, and that this tells me that Wanda is a lot more aware of what's going on, and she's choosing to ignore it more than anything because it wasn't as if. Um, she knew exactly what Geraldine was talking about in this moment and she was putting a stop to it. And yeah. So I, I guess we'll, we do come back to that situation a little bit later because we don't quite know how that uh, will. I'll, I'll say this. We did notice um, or Wanda noticed that Geraldine had a sword necklace, um, which, which if you have a sword pendant. Listen, <laughs> listen. Okay. Geraldine love you. Great job, hero. You. Why are you wearing this pennant? Why are you wearing this pennant? Why are you not hide? Wear it. Hide it under your shirt. Do something else. Don't have this. The, why are all these the beekeeper with the sword on the back? Why are, hide those? It's clearly upsetting her. Hide your swords. Everyone, put your swords away. Keep them in your vaults. Put swords away. We are an anti-sword pod. Well, not sword the ogre. We're anti-having swords openly up in the in the in your your air. So I'm assuming sword is a new agency. I mean, obviously we we, we have shield here. Sword is just now being introduced to this universe. Um, so I assume they haven't really nailed down their undercover department yet. Um, they are very much wearing their stars and stripes, and they're not afraid to let people know who they are. Which is once again. Um, very bad at being undercover about this stuff. Vision sucked at it. Uh, Geraldine sucked at it. Um, th this was Geraldine's the lowest moment because this is very silly. This is a very silly mistake. Yep. Really rookie move. I don't know how long she's been in sword, but, uh, they definitely need to have a talking back at base with her and be like, Hey, Geraldine, like, I guess Monica, Monica, you did great, but like maybe next time keep the sword at home, you know? Uh, but yeah, we, we have that and we jump to, so vision left, uh, to go outside to take the doctor outside. And I, I, I want to talk about this again. This is the third mention. And it's always with the doctor, which I think was fascinating. Also, I was a little sad the milkman did not make a, an appearance because I, I was pretty passionate the milkman was going to be involved. Um, I love the milkman. And uh, he says, oh, we're not going to go on Bermuda anymore. He's like, it's very hard to escape a small town. And again, there's mention of escaping. Yeah, so very... Uh... Yeah, nothing. I, I said I've, I've said this ten times this episode. Um, this show is so perfectly crafted. Um, everything in this show is a clue. It's a nod. It's an Easter egg, or it's foreshadowing. And we're here to figure out which is which. Um, and sometimes we fail at it, but 
it will it will show itself to us soon yeah and then this is my other this is really becoming like a lot of my gripes so then while while he's talking to the doctor we have our first appearance of agnes talking to uh Herb, who's still at that wall. I think he's, I don't even know if he's fixing the wall. It didn't seem like he had any, he's just still there. But Agnes, do like your bicycle. It was a very nice bicycle. If you are going to whisper about people, don't do it in front of their house. Why are you whispering right next to Vision's house? You also see him go outside. At that point, you should be acting casual, but they're not. They are still whispering to each other and Vision is Vision, this whole episode, Vision is sus. I think that's the best way to describe it. This is another Vision I want to add to the board, sus Vision. Yeah, and this is this is almost like the high school bullies. Um, because if you think about it, high school bullies, they're, you're in the lunchroom, you're sitting at the table all by yourself, eating your uh, cafeteria pizza, and you look over, and the cool kids, they're looking at you, and they're whispering, and it's so clear they're talking about you, and they can't hide it, and it's almost a mean thing. So Agnes and Herb, y'all are bullies in this moment. Yep. Also, I because this was the real moment I noticed it. I kind of like Vision's outfit. Like I like his whole vibe in this. Uh, like what is it? What, what era are we in? Yeah, seventies. Seventies. Yeah. yeah, his hair has a nice flow to it. Um, he he's 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 pulling it off well. Yeah. Yeah. Handsome, but, handsome Vision. Handsome Vision. And and yeah, they're they're talking, and it's just like even Agnes definitely feels like she has more. Uh. uh I don't know. She seemed like she was more willing to talk about things than her Herb was, but I do want to say Agnes has a necklace as well. Why has everyone got these necklaces that are revealing things? Um, it's been in it before. It's been a brooch. It, so what it is, if you look closely, it's three witches. Now this can be mean many things. Is this a reference to Macbeth? Is this a reference to the three witches in Macbeth? I think it's another reference to her being a witch and we'll get into it in our spoiler section, but Hey, I think it is important to note it though. Yeah. Look, uh, hocus pocus, anyone come on guys. Uh, yeah. Three witches, never a good sign. So, uh, we get, we get this, this conversation here and it ends with Herb. He's, he's almost about to spill the beans about something. He says, we're all, we're all and Agnes. Agnes cuts him off again. Um, Maybe the brooch isn't a good sign. She's wearing her identity on her sleeve, just like everybody else in this episode. But she she does have some common sense in the fact that, hey, let's not, maybe we don't tell Vision what's going on here. Um, he's very powerful. Um, and, and I think, I mean, that has to be what's going on here because they're very much aware that they shouldn't let them know what's really going on. Uh, this is just, this blew my mind at this point because we're, we're uh, Herb in the beginning, he doesn't seem aware of what's going on. Uh, he's literally cutting into a wall. He has no idea what he's doing. And here, he seems to know what this world is in a way, or at least why they're there. So, uh, man, this blew my mind. I don't know what is going on. I re- <laughs> this this has me confused. You see, Agnes didn't want Vision to know about the world, but you know what she was cool talking about? Geraldine. She was cool about the neighbors know that Geraldine doesn't belong here. They're aware... And they want specifically Agnes wants Vision to be aware of that too. I, you know, yeah, yeah, and that's uh, oh man, I, I, I'm just baffled. I'm at a loss of words here because um, 
man, I, I can't wait. To, I, I'll just say I can't wait to see where the show goes because there, there yep. really is no good answer for what this is. Um, we're all what? We're all dead. We're all in a simulation. We're all held captive. We're all in an alternate reality. Um, the possibilities are quite frankly endless. So uh, yep. it seems almost impossible to speculate about, but I, I will speculate later. <laughs> and this is the part where I really noticed the laugh track because specifically um, the laugh, the laugh, like, Agnes does her classic Agnes thing where she's making jokes left and right. And she, there is no laugh track in it. Um, there is no laugh track at the points where, you know, she makes like her classic uh, uh, joke about Ralph um, and nothing. And I think that's so fascinating. Yes. So um, I get after this, um, we'll come back to the scene cause I'll have things to say about it, but um after this, we cut. This is where we talked about at the top of the show. Our aspect ratio changes. We we're back into the normal MCU, and uh, Geraldine is thrown out from the sky. It seems as if um, she's thrown through some sort of portal or wall that has been created, and she is in the real Westview now and surrounded by it seems like military or SWAT or special agents of some sort. Yep, and there's like a, a force field of some sort. So it looks like these these towers sending energy into it. Um, and yeah, she's she's definitely escaped, or you know, uh, maybe probably not from her own belief. What we believe, Wanda sent her out, and and Vision comes in. Vision is full sauce here. He is, you can tell, he is questioning things, and he comes back, and Wanda is kind of she's not the Wanda we've seen so far in this sitcom world. She's like, hey. Geraldine, she had to go home. That's yes. it. Yep, that, that's our episode there. Um, so at, at this point, um, well, first of all, I, I think we did have some questions this week, so I'm going to pull those up. Um, just give me a second. And, and I, honestly, I think, what was that? Stop, can you hear my roommate? No. Okay, I was. No, you're good. So stop down. We cut that. Out. I just <laughs> want to make sure good. to see if I need to talk to him. All right. So I think you'll be probably more inept to answer some of these. Uh, Jonathan has a question. I'm not even sure what this means. So I'm going to throw this to you. Uh, Jonathan asks, "When do you think Cosmo will show up?" Oh, I get it. Cosmo Wanda. Damn it. Yeah, that's. What I think I, uh, I was like. There was a part of me that was like, getting to the nerd. I'm like, is he talking about like Cosmo the dog from Guardians of the Galaxy? And then I like thought about it when I saw it, and I was like, yep, Cosmo from Fairy. If they have a Fairy Odd Parents reference, I will be very impressed with this. But I don't know. There's probably something about rights, you know, Disney versus Nickelodeon. I don't think they're good friends. I don't know. I don't want to speak on their relationship, but uh, I'm going to probably, if I had to make a bet on it, of am I more confident that. Vision was drunk when he ate the gum. Uh, if I'm that confident, then then I would say Cosmo is not showing up. Yeah, man, Jonathan, you fooled me. Okay, because when I read that, I'm like, okay, Jonathan knows what he he's referencing something that I'm not aware of. Cosmo is this this very powerful uh, comic book character that I don't know about, and I can't wait to talk about it with Tommy. He's gonna tell me who Cosmo is. But all it took was me reading it out loud once, and I know. Damn it, I grew up with Fairly Odd Parents. I should have caught this. Good job, Jonathan. Wow, he got you. See, now anytime he has a question, we're going to be, we're, get, I'm always uh, uh, sus of 
Jonathan though, because yeah. he's always trying to trick you in some way. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a that's a pretty funny question. All right, so we get a, we get another question from Kyle, and he asks, "Is there a chance Pietro makes an appearance before the end of the season?" I feel out of all cameos, that is one. I, I've talked about other ones, and there's some you know uh, other cameos. I think that will happen. I feel very confident that some form of Quicksilver will show up. Is it the P- Pietro that we know? Is it X Men Pietro? I don't know. But I believe Pietro will show up either in flashback form or some form, but he is he is coming to the show. Yeah, I'll put my money on that as well. Um, this seems to be uh, a a comic book trope or an MCU trope and the fact that, hey, no, nobody's really dead. And they might be physically dead, but they can still be seen either be flashbacks or alternate universes or um, whatever all uh, Wanda's. Uh, reality projection she has going on here so yeah i think it's very likely um, i'll answer this one lee farrell asks which plot lines are you going uh, are going to get no closure whatsoever and i'm going to say this I, I don't think the show is is going to do that to us i i think everything's going to be closed out here i think this is all going to get a nice bow on the end of it i i am learning to trust this show so much and maybe I'll be let down, but yeah, I don't see this show being capable of just ignoring a plot line. You know which one I think is Norm being a communist. I think that's not going to be discussed, or or Vision's job success. I also think that's not going to like what position he he was going to get a promotion. What promotion did he get? We don't know. That fair, very fair point. Um, yeah, yeah, that is a good point. I do. It's going to be hard to imagine that we um, ever even figure out what Vision's job really is because that was a mystery uh, for him and the fact that he didn't know what he was doing or what his job was. What do you think? I think it's uh, his job is to uh, make graphs. I feel like it has something to do with graphs. (laughs) Yeah, he's like a data analyst for like a realtor company or something, but like commercial uh, realtor probably. Yeah. Um, we we touched on Alex asked us about uh, is Tommy a nice classic all American name? We talked about that. Um, absolutely. Um, do you top think five it's the least. most? Yeah, I was gonna say. I do want to talk about this for a second because obviously I'm a huge fan of the name Tommy. Big Tommy, Tommy uh, pro Tommy podcast here. Um, I, I was thinking of Michael. I'm like, is Michael a classic American name? I think Mike, I think Michael is a classic catholic christian name i don't necessarily think it's all american and sometimes those two go hand in hand um uh i don't know i think you have some competition with chris chris i was gonna say al uh, honestly this came from alex i feel like alex it's hard what is there a difference between popular names and classic all-american like when you think of the classic all-american boy who do you think of? i think of a jack maybe i actually think of a jack when i think of like an all like you think of like uh with their letterman jacket and and they got uh, Dean's List. They play football. Oh, that classic Jack, you know? I ha- Man, I hate Jack. I never got along with Jack in high school, so. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jack, if you're listening, but. <laughs> all right, so I, that's all the questions we have for today, um, which at this point, that is going to lead us into more of a spoiler section. Now, to be clear up top, we have no idea where the show's going. And I read House of M this week, or at least the initial starting storyline of it, and quite frankly, it's hard for me to imagine how the comic books are going to be uh, completely exact. It's very, 
House of M is so drastically different from anything that we understand in the MCU that it's hard to imagine that anything from the comics are going to be an absolute spoiler. But with that being said, it is possible. So we want to kind of we want to give this a different uh, section of the podcast here uh, and also talk about our theories. Again, I mentioned that I'm correct about my theory. So um, we'll get into all that now. So. Yeah, and I think for me, too, there's some people, you know, obviously you come here, we we spoil the episodes and uh people come here to hear other theories hear our theories but i do think some people may want to listen who are trying to do their own detective work they're their own agency their own independent freelancer who's uh trying to come up with their own theories and not be uh swayed by our thoughts so you know this is the point uh come in a little bit at the end if you want to hear our, our recommendations but if you want to skip ahead and and uh, not hear our theories to muddy down your theories, then uh, by all means, we will not be offended, but maybe we'll put like a, like a, like a hashtag that only those that listen to the, the theories will know the hashtag, like a secret word. Yes. Yeah. We'll come up with that as we discuss our theories, because yeah. we could probably come up with something funny based on, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start us off here because I feel like if, if past precedent has shown us anything, it's that I'm going to say something and you're going to have a better answer to it. So, I mean, you um, got me today though. You got, you stumped me, stumped me today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to, I wrote down a spiel here and uh, I'll, I'll throw in different connections, but this is kind of what I'm thinking. All right. So my theory, Hydra has captured Wanda. She is put under and is now dreaming. Her subconscious is affecting the world. This is what we see with the coats changing, the rain, the house shaking, losing power. Um, but Hydra is also pushing ideas into her head subliminally with advertisements associating Hydra with pleasant products. Um, uh, Sword, on the other hand, is not necessarily involved with what's going on, but they have figured out that Wanda is stuck. So Sword has found a way to infiltrate whether this be uh and my 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 theory here is hydra has found a way they understand that wanda has these powers to create another world and whether it's being projected over top the actual town of westview which i think there is some precedent for that now it's almost as if this town has been isolated and there's something going on i mentioned truman show um but somehow they're able to put her under because this is i've said it from the start of the first episode this is a very dreamlike situation um, things are working as if she is in a dream. So I definitely think that she is unconscious at this point. Her physical body is unconscious. Now, whether they're able to harness their powers and project it and either create a new reality or again, uh, sex it off this town to, um, uh, I guess use that reality to manifest itself. So sword has figured this out. They know that sword has been, uh, Wanda has been captured. So sword is able to infiltrate a little bit. I think that's where Geraldine comes in. I think she has found a way into this new reality and she is trying to, she's trying to make Wanda aware of what's going on. That's why she brings up Ultron. Um, but I think, I think uh, again, this is Wanda's world in a way. And while, while Hydra might be trying to get something out of her powers and this new reality, this is her world. She's very aware of what's going on. And in a dream, like if you are that unconscious, obviously you want to control your dreams. You want to be aware that you are dreaming. And if you know that you can rewind things and do all this cool stuff, you're going to do it. So um, I think that, I think that's what's going on here. So now that brings me to Hydra's motivation. Uh, why would Hydra do this? Obviously Wanda is the most powerful person in the MCU. I'll just say that I'm not even going to 
listen to any other arguments. Um, it's all about the children, for the children. So I think they're pumping this into her head. They want her to make children. And now, again, she's unconscious, so how is that possible? Um, we know that, I mean, we could explain all of this away with saying that Wanda is the most powerful MCU character. Um, they're trying to subconsciously convince her to immaculately conceive kids so they can use them as weapons. That is my theory. What say you, Tommy? I like the theory. Uh, the ending, I definitely agree with. Not for the same reasons. I understand where you're getting Hydra. There's a lot of references to Hydra. My um, hesitant on thinking it's Hydra is and don't get me wrong hydra has been reinstating but there was the whole you know destruction of hydra right with civil war uh, uh hydra has been destroyed somewhat they can be back you know who am i to to take that away from hydra i don't want to don't come for me hydra uh but i like the theory i i agree with with a lot of it i could definitely see the dream part um and i you know, look at you, Michael, from your beginning when you were so hesitant on this show. And look at you now. You have your wall of s s string threads. Yeah, and I'll say, so the one thing, going back to Hydra, and obviously Hydra has been teased so much in the show, but the one thing that really put a nail in it for me was when Geraldine was thrown back into the real world and she's approached with guns. Like, these are not, whoever's coming at her right now, they're not sword. Geraldine is sword. She has infiltrated this reality and somebody isn't happy about it because they are they are they are not liking that Wanda's here right now or Geraldine is here right now. Okay. So I think there's competing forces here. It's Sword trying to save Wanda in this reality, and it's Hydra putting her into this reality. And I'm not opposed to that. I would lean towards more of, you know, I mentioned before the beekeeper of like an aim type, but um I am going on a whole different path. I am on, and I wasn't going to be on this train when I first started this show. I was like, no way, no way do they go to this weird reality. But Marvel has not shied away from the comic book weird. Marvel has done things like Doctor Strange, where they have introduced magic. They have introduced uh, Dormammu. They've, they've introduced crazy things. So I am all on board. Choo-choo, the weird magic and i think they are introducing melfisto the devil of the marvel universe i think he's in here i think he is doing this to wanda so my theory is that this world was created either through a deal or whatever with wanda i think wanda works for sword i think wanda works for sword went here to figure out what was happening in westview heard things in westview was given a tantalizing deal to get vision back and she took it. She didn't know that she was being manipulated. Where, like you said, for the children. For the children. That's all they chant. This is all for her to have these twins. And and there are comic books that, like, this is this is a comic book plot. And that is, like, giving me confidence in my thought. But it's such a wild plot. Because basically, what it would entail is the devil basically gave her these, like, life seeds to bring these children. It's all con constructs from her head but she uh, makes these these children billy and tommy and then the devil essentially did it so then he could absorb it so he could become more powerful so he, he basically absorbs these children into himself and that's the whole purpose is making these children so he can absorb part of her powers part of her you know to get more powerful um so that's you know if they ever intrude i believe melfisto may be ralph because i believe agnes is 
a uh, worker uh, of Mephisto. She is in the comics, uh, and I believe she is a witch that is working for Mephisto. I could see, you know, early on I mentioned Grim Reaper, who's a villain, who is the brother in the comics, is the brother to Wonder Man, who I have mentioned is the soul of Vision in the the comics. So super correlated to Vision, super correlated to Wanda. Um, In the intro in in episode two, you can see his mask. I thought it was a spider at first. You can see his mask in the vision like goes through a wall or like a floor and there's like bones. There's also Grim Reaper's mask. And I think that's either a nod. I I think it's more a nod than it is a a full thing, but I definitely could see Grim Reaper involved in this whole thing with uh, the devil and, and Agnes. I think they're all related there. So that's my, my thought with that. My other thoughts that I had with your whole sword theory. I, I do think it's sword that's picking up Monica. I believe she works there. I think they're monitoring Westview. They're, they're protecting it. That's why I think they have the guns. They don't know who's going to pop out. They don't know if Wanda's going to pop out at some point. So I think they have their guns on ready just to, and they don't know what what's happening yet. I think they're just, and I think they're trying to break in um, Geraldine Monica, I believe got in through. And I don't know if we discussed this of I, after we recorded, I thought about this of, the helicopter was the way that Monica got in. She used a helicopter, the sword helicopter. And then Wanda, as we've seen, manipulates things to make sense in the sitcom she's created. So instead of it being a giant helicopter, she brought it down to a tiny toy helicopter to rationale why this helicopter is in this world. So that's my theory. I think the color red is somehow correlated with all this too. Um, And I think either... We're going. I don't know if the devil necessarily is going to be in this TV show. I could see it all being Agnes, and she is the represent, like the 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 rep for him, like a like a salesman, but saleswoman. And um, I think this could correlate into Doctor Strange, and we see Doctor Strange go up against Mephisto. That's and Wanda is there too, where Wanda it finally like wakes up and is like i want my babies back and she and dr strange are like hey melfisto knock 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 we're at your door give me billy and tommy classic all-american boy i love it i mean so and this is this you get two very different perspectives on the show you get tommy he has all this knowledge he's thrown out a bunch of names that i don't know um so uh to be honest, it could be a horrible theory. I I really don't know. I might I might do some research on that theory a little bit this week. So again, uh, this could be Tommy's world. I'm just literally maybe I just made that all up, and none of it none of it is relevant at all. You'll never know. Yeah. So no, I I really I like that. That's shined a new light on it. Um. Uh. So here here in the spoiler section, I mentioned this earlier. Um, and, and maybe we could have talked about it earlier because again. You've talked about it with seeing Grim Reaper's mask. Um, it's really hard to differentiate what is going to be a nod and what is fact in this world. Um, and something that kind of keyed me off to this, and again, I, I didn't come up with this. When I see something in the episode, I told you, I'm a madman. I'm trying to figure out what it all means. So what I did when I saw the butterflies in this episode, I googled Butterfly Marvel. And what I got was I learned that there is a character in the Marvel Universe named Butterfly and her her real name 
is Layla Miller. And if you remember, I mentioned I read House of M this week. So Layla Miller is somebody I know. Now, in House of M, obviously, there's an uh, alternate reality going on. And very few people are aware of what's going on. The one person that is, is this little girl named Layla Miller. Um, so are we just nodding towards House of M? Or is Layla Miller going to show up as Butterfly later on? Yeah. No, and, and when you said that, I'm like, that's good. I I tend to, when I mention Grim Reaper, I think Grim Reaper and the Butterfly are more nods. I think Agnes is, you know, obviously a queer. She's got to be Agatha. It, it, it's so clear in my head that she's Agatha Har- Har- Harness or Harkus, who is who is a witch. That uh, to me makes sense. Um, but you know, like you said, that's the point of this. We go on wild tangents. The point of all this is so that the audience, after all this is done, this can be like, "Ha ha, Tommy and Michael, you guys were wrong. Um, go cry in your corner." Uh, go take your fruits and eat them. And uh, that's what we'll do, you know? Yes. All right. So I, I guess unless you have anything else to say, I think that kind of wraps up the actual uh, discussion of the episode. No, I think we and I think we hit them with tons of spoilers. I think that was fun to hear. Like you said, it's two different sides. I think both are very valid based on what we've seen so far. I think um, I if it is Hydra, I will tip my hat to you. Because I I can definitely see where where that that's the more like mine's crazy. I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm not crazy. Like I'm I'm the guy with the tinfoil hat, but I I uh, am intrigued to see where this journey takes us. So and I'll just really quickly. I, I feel like I have to justify myself. So again, nods or fact. And my opinion is, like I mentioned, the twenty uh, eight hundred. We saw that twice. That's becoming fact to me. It's not just a nod after you see it multiple times. Hydra, on the other hand, we get it in two advertisements and we get a little uh, nod in the newspaper. It's coming up so often that it's almost undeniable that there has to be some sort of involvement here. Yeah. Um, now, what is the involvement? That's a whole other question. It so. could be as minimal as like, oh, it's references to her past. Or like you yeah. said, it could Hydra's back. Hydra's back, baby, and, and <laughs> this is uh this is the introduction of Hydra maybe being more supernatural, and I would love that too. I, I think that's uh, uh this is a a uh, uh all theories are welcome, Michael. So come you know like I we're like a cult here in Star Wars. I got my little hug. I'm patting you on the back, and I'm like, you your Hydra theory is welcome here in this world. Uh. All right, so we'll we'll jump into the back half of the episode here. This is where we kind of walk away from some of the Marvel talk, um, and we'll talk about. Well, first, I, I think we, we have we have three things we want to accomplish here. Um, and actually, maybe we should start. I didn't mention mention this to you in the start, but we do we do want to talk about predictions. Um, so maybe we won't step away from the episode quite yet. Um, do do you have one prediction you want to throw out before we close up? Um, yes, I do believe. I guess that whole theory was a prediction, right? <laughs> or yeah, I guess those are our predictions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, you know, my I've been doing. We'll do our theories, and then we'll we'll have like wild predictions. So my prediction. So what what do we think we're hitting? Eighties, maybe nineties next. I don't, you know, I don't really know. Um, probably our our family matters type world. Um, I could see. Huh, let me think. I think we're gonna get. Then we had some kind of like a, you know, we had a song in the first. I, I could see another like song, maybe like a, like a, either in the commercial or in the actual world. We we talked about 
you know, she's gone now, but Geraldine talked about working for an ad agency, maybe some sort of jingle. I could, I could, I feel like we're going to get a jingle. I love it. So, uh, and just to recap my prediction last week, which was, uh, we were going to get a car advertisement. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm going to put a pin in that one. Uh, I don't want to throw that away yet. Cause there's more advertisements coming. So I'm not going to admit defeat just yet. Now into my next prediction though. Um, do I have a prediction? I mean, Okay, I'll say this. Um, I think next episode, we're going to step away from the typical format. Now, I'll say this. My my good friend, uh, Luke, on Twitter was talking to me, and he's very much wondering, when are we going to step away from the sitcom format? Um, and he was wondering if next episode, we're just going to take a break from it. And I'm going to throw this out there. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say, because I know we have more sitcom stuff coming. So are we going to get rid of all of the sitcom stuff first and then talk more about the actual MCU or are we going to take a break here and there? And I'll say this. I think 50% of the episode next week will be more of the outside world, kind of where we saw Geraldine get thrown into. We're going to see a little bit. We're going to see 50% of that world next episode. Uh, Okay. I do believe we're going to get the real world at, at some point. I think I like your theory. And it could be true, your prediction. I believe at some point we are going to get a flashback to Wanda entering this and entering Westview. I, I I think that might be like episode six, seven, potentially. We I do think next episode could be right now. Like you're gonna obviously we have to know what happened to Monica. You know, she's just laying in a field right now. I I don't want her to just be laying there. I want to know what happens to her. But do you do you also think that a flashback could be happening at some point this season? Yeah, so we're definitely going to get some more explanation. Yeah, and I think the best way to do that is a flashback. Um, so yeah, whether whether it be in flashback form or we're just picking up right where Geraldine left off in the outside world. Yeah, I, we're. I think we're going to get a lot more explanation next episode. All right, so let's uh, now. Now for real, we will take a step back from the episode, and we will move into some personal recommendations and personal news stories of the week. And I will start off with a. I'll start with a recommendation this week. So my recommendation is: um, there's been a lot of buildup this week to the trailer uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Now, I- I'll be honest: this franchise, especially compared to the MCU, it's kind of a joke. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, it's not a great movie. Now, my recommendation is going to be Kong Skull Island because I rewatched that this week in preparation for the Godzilla versus Kong trailer. And again, I know a lot of people don't like this movie, but it is so much fun. Kong Skull Island is as, is as if Apocalypse Now was a monster movie. And um, with that being said, just like a lot of war movies, a lot of the characters aren't fully fleshed out, but I think that's okay. Um, this is not a perfect movie, but it is a beautiful movie. It's so much fun. It's very exciting, and I highly recommend it. If you want to prepare yourself for Godzilla versus Kong, skip King of the Monsters and just watch Kong Skull Island. I I will. I'm looking for. I love a good fun movie. Sometimes you just want you just want to let yourself go. Um, I think that's a great recommendation. Uh, for this week. Well, what do you got, Tommy? You got anything for us? I do. Mine's, you know, kind of news slash 
Uh, I kind of am doing a combo as well, uh, new slash Invincible. So we kind of switched this week. Last week I gave the movie recommendation. You gave the the comic. I'm going to go with a comic recommendation. We've mentioned it before. Uh, I'm going to recommend Invincible, the comic. Uh, This week there, you know, I think it was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Uh, Big news in the Invincible world. Uh, Some may know Invincible is a comic uh, made by Robert Kirkman, who is notorious for writing Walking Dead. And starting all of that. And now he is making a Amazon animated TV show of Invincible. Uh, for a while there, we just do have not. We we know the cast now. It's a great cast. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Uh, uh, tons of other. I believe Mark Hamill is in it. Just tons of people are on this voice cast. And we finally got a teaser trailer. Uh, we we had we had a teaser trailer. We got another clip, a great clip. You haven't seen it yet. It's a it's a fun clip of of the main character Mark and his dad, and we got a date. The date is going to be March twenty sixth. Is the first? Uh, they're going to release, I believe, two episodes, and then after or three episodes, and then they're going to release them on every Friday, one episode. Uh, each week but it's a great comic uh i don't want to give anything away because it is a comic that works so well having no knowledge of what's going on um i believe the first season is probably going to be based on the first eight issues so you really only need to read those first eight before the uh show premieres but i cannot recommend it more one of my favorite comics um and i think the show from what i have seen it feels like watching a comic book come to I don't want to say life because it's it's still, but it's coming to movement, the motion pictures, and uh, it is as graphic as I want it to be, based on the comic. If that makes sense. Yeah, super excited about that. We we talked about even possibly wanting to cover it, and I think I think maybe a good format for us because I want to talk about this show. Um, again, I mentioned I read the comics, and I'll say this. I started to think about it when I saw that clip this week. I was like, wait, how how did this series end? Like, I don't remember getting there. And what I figured out is I never finished it. I started it. I didn't finish it. Um, and this was like seven or eight years ago that I started this series. So, And I have a horrible memory. So I, I guess at some point it went out of my brain. And then next thing you know, I, I remember loving the series, but I never actually finished it. So that, I mean, it's a good goal for me. It's a good recommendation for me. I need to finish the actual series. Um and maybe maybe I should just wait for the show and and I, you know obviously I remember how it starts but uh, maybe the show it, it'll be fun to watch the show from that perspective. With that being said, I think we can do maybe maybe not necessarily a week to week thing, but I think at the end of the series we could come together and talk about the season as a whole if you wanted to do something like that. Just do one episode of what our impressions are of because I believe in March and I'm, I can't, I don't know the schedule off the top of my head, but it seems like we're going to have Marvel TV every single week of this year. Uh, I know there's breaks in there somewhere, but I, I can almost guarantee it's going to overlap with Marvel. So we'll probably be talking about a Marvel show. Maybe that'd be uh, uh, winter, uh, winter soldier or, or Loki. I'm not sure where they fall, but um, maybe we could get together just for one episode to talk about that. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah. I mean, we, we've definitely dedicated ourselves to, being a Marvel Star Wars podcast, and it's it's easy because you know Disney's made it. Disney's basically said, "Hey, Michael and Tommy, uh, we heard." I I'd like to believe they did it for us. Uh, they they're like, "Hey, we heard you want to do this podcast. Here's this whole schedule, so you never have any downtime." 
but I would love to, even if it's like a special episode, I love talking to you. I think this is so much fun just getting to uh, show my, my nerdy side. Even though I said that once to someone and they said, Tommy, you're all your sides are nerdy sides. And I said, uh, okay, you're right. But Hey, uh, I would love to, to do that. I also just, while you were talking, I was thinking it would be fun at some point, maybe, you know, even if there ever is downtime doing like almost, is there a podcast that does like a book club where almost we, we have a comic book of the month and then we all read it and then we get them together, discuss that comic. Uh, I think that could be a fun special podcast as well. And we'll see. I mean, the world is our oyster. There is so much material out there. There's so many paths we can go with this. So, and let me put a pin in that really quickly because I'm going to get to my news story and we'll talk about that in a second because I think a bonus podcast is a good idea. Um, now, my news story for the week, um, if anybody knows me, if anybody has ever seen me on a Zoom call or anything like that, they see this poster behind me. It's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I am a huge Indiana Jones fan. Alongside Star Wars, I grew up with Indiana Jones. Uh, so I, I love that entire series. I even watched the young Indiana Jones TV series. Um, but now we are getting an Indiana Jones video game and I'm so excited. It doesn't, there isn't a whole lot of information out there right now, but just knowing that it's coming, it's got me really psyched, but I am a little worried. So I'll say this, Indiana Jones is an interesting character and the fact that he is not like a bloodthirsty action hero. Like he's not killing people. And if he does, it's kind of indirect. He'll like maybe push someone off a tank and then the tank runs them over. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. This is it from the way I think the game should be made is it's just action adventure. Like it's not necessarily just a beat em up game. We're getting an actual adventure game. And that's something I, uh, uncharted was a game that took a lot of inspiration from Indiana Jones. And that was much more of, uh, I think there's somebody did a counter on that game and like uh, Nathan Drake ends up killing like 300 people in that game. So it's like uh, Indiana Jones isn't that type of character. So we're going to step back from the action. We're going to get a little bit more adventure, more excellent exploration, I hope. Um, so yeah, that's my new story for the week. We're getting an Indiana Jones video game and I'm super excited for it. I mean, yeah, Indiana Jones whole thing is like he loves the history. It, be what's, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> yes, I love that um so yeah there's my news story and we'll come back to that so I, we're wrapping up the show here this show this episode has gone a lot longer than any of our other ones which is crazy because we've had the least to talk about in this one uh we only had uh 20 minutes of a tv show as opposed to like the 40 minutes last week and we turned it into an hour and a half so good job to us or well, bad we job we're, we're, we're getting our <laughs> schedule down i think this is a good format for us yeah. i think it will give us more meat on the bone of these shows because you're right it is only 20 minutes but we we got so much uh so much little uh meat pellets is it is meat pellets a thing <laughs> uh maybe jerky i don't know uh yeah <laughs> so much jerky off the uh, <laughs> off the the bone this week, but yeah, I I really I think it's because this episode was just so much. The first two felt like a lot of setting up the world, setting up, showing little signs. This really was, uh, hey, this world we established. Let's break holes in it. Let's let's start to show those cracks. Yeah, yeah. So excited to see where this goes. Um, do want to want to dish out uh, a big thank you to my buddy Nathan Barnett. I believe he's Good Ripples on Twitter. If you go give him a follow, he's helped me out, out a lot on the back end of this podcast. And big thank you to him. And um, also, T 
to you guys for listening. This we we got so much more love than we thought we would for this first episode. I mean, we we want we want people to listen. You know, I mean, that's you start a podcast to share what you know with the world. And uh, it's hard to do that when like you get three or four people listening, but we had way more people than we expected. Listen. So we want to thank you guys so much for that. Um, and if you want to give back to the show, um, we would love to keep growing. And a great way to do that is to rate and review the show on iTunes. So if you could do that, preferably five stars, you know, that, that would be great. And subscribe. I, I, yeah. Do yeah, all that. Subscribe, yes. all that stuff. So, um, but coming back to the bonus podcast, and my idea was we could set a benchmark goal to where we can get to a bonus podcast, and maybe that'd be a book club. Maybe we, maybe that's where we talk about Invincible or something else. But um, I want to say, I'll throw this out here. If we can get 100 five-star reviews on iTunes, we will do a bonus podcast of some sort. What do you think about that, Tommy? I think that's, I mean, I think I looked right before we got on, we got like 29, 30, 30 reviews. 70 more reviews that's that's not that's doable right and and you know we'll do our our job where we've been offering fun videos to people that send us reviews um we cater to you guys you guys are are kind of you guys are our wanda you're controlling this world so wherever you want this to go we're we'll be happy to go but i would love to do a bonus podcast my other thought was maybe like a we'll create our own wanda vision uh uh like intro video uh, we, we've talked about intro music, but maybe like an intro video where we have our like sitcom moments. I don't know. That's my other brainstorm moment. Uh, maybe that's more of like a, like a 200. Maybe if we get to 200, they get their own little intro video. That sounds like a great TikTok. So we'll look into that. Maybe we'll start a Star Wars TikTok here soon and we'll get all that fun stuff out to you guys. But with that being said, we're going to wrap it up. This is a long one. Maybe they'll all be the size. We'll see. It just depends on how much the show gives us. So, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and we will see you next week. Bye.